how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. Live streaming is f***ing hard. Twitch streamers are like barely able to survive as humans. He came into my room wearing nothing but underwear. I woke up just writhing in pain. I couldn't move. Anytime I moved, it hurt. You all, you know, pirated a couple sure. DVDs. Fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'll flip a coin. And I started to rethink if I wanted to be on Twitch. Hey, podcast listeners. Today's episode is an interview with Ludwig Ogren. I think I'm saying his last name correctly. I, he's most commonly known as Ludwig. In this episode, you're gonna learn about the business of streaming, as well as how Ludwig became the most subscribed to channel on Twitch, and then decided to leave Twitch for YouTube. This is an awesome interview, but just a heads up, there is explicit language throughout the interview. So just be aware of that. All right, without further ado, here is our interview with Ludwig. Where did your journey with content start? Did it start through streaming? Did it start through YouTube? Uh, it was started, started or like yeah. started like popping off? Started, started. <sighs> Fellas, you gonna do me like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Colin, what were you doing yeah. when you were 15? <laughs> it's my show. I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> when I was 16, I, uh, I, I uploaded Call of Duty commentary. Yeah. Call, I call myself the zany sidekick. Mm -hmm. What's up heroes? The zany sidekick here. My whole premise was I was the sidekick and the viewer would be the hero. And then I looked up an adjective in an adjective generator and I found zany and I dropped like a few videos, some of which you could still find, but it was terrible. It was genuinely terrible. And then I like didn't do anything for a few years because my friends made fun of me. So I stopped doing that. Um, and I got into smash and I, I took more of like an editor approach, like top 10, whatever salty moments in smash top 10 kills KOs, whatever. And that got way more traction. And were you a consumer of that type of content too? Oh you, yeah. You like to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to be a creator if you're not consuming the content Agreed. that you're yeah. creating at least to some degree. And I think maybe you, you get less interested in over time, but I was like, it was nonstop that I would watch all that stuff. And, and, uh, and smash was like my life for a couple of years. My most viewed video right now, embarrassingly is a top 10 salty ice climbers moments from back then. Oh, wow. Nothing to do with me, my personality. It's just a compilation of 10 moments. And that's my most viewed video. Um, to this when day. I started, yeah, to this day. And was that put out when you're in college? Like, where are you when you put that video out? College, yeah. Yeah, it's like my, my junior year and I'm in ASU and I'm editing in the, the public editing bay. Um, wow. I like my journalism program. Did those videos have traction at that time? Like, were you mm -hmm. monetizing the channel? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made like, like 2.5 thousand in college. And I, I told everyone that would listen. I was like, I made a couple yeah. grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this YouTube say, shit. It's like the hustle, yeah. the grosso. Like I'm just grinding out here, <laughs> fellas. I mean, in college though, that's like, that's a lot of money. Oh, college. it's great. Yeah, it's great. But you know, you, you always have like weird hustles. I, I ran a poker ring for a bit. 
Sure. Allegedly. Right. Samir has weird <laughs> hustles. Yeah, I had weird hustles. Too. Weird hustles. Yeah. So we all had one. Well, yeah. they're all alleged. Sure. So. Yeah. Allegedly the craziest who one. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? I, I may or may not have thrown parties and charged at the door. Oh. And who knows? Wow. But who it knows? wasn't me. Weren't you okay. like counterfeit DVD sales? Like there, there yeah. were some strange well, things. This guy's alleging well. a lot. Yeah. Wow. This guy allegedly. This guy allegedly has a lot of info. Allegedly. Allegedly I know some things about Samir. Listen, we all we all did what we did. We all, you know, part a couple DVDs. Fellas, can we keep it a buck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in college, not only are you uploading YouTube videos, but correct me if I'm wrong, you're also doing stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I joined a comedy group. Well, I failed to join every comedy group. And then they started a new one with all the failures. Mm. And that was our group. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and it blew up. It became like one of the larger ones. Um, but it was like, you know, it was cool because there's stand-up, improv, and cool. sketch comedy. So I do all those. And uh, Did that help you transition to being on camera? Yeah, probably to some degree. It has to, right? It's way harder to get on stage in front of like 100 people than on camera in front of like 10,000. Right. So, you know, just nerves, you know? Um, I, I never really felt nervous going live. And I think mm. that's part of why. From a career standpoint, as you're getting towards the end of college, are you thinking like, I'm going to be a streamer or I'm going to go and try and go into like traditional Hollywood entertainment or I'm going to use my English lit degree? No dreams of streaming at the moment. Um, although I like I'd watch streams, but it's not, not something I delved into. Maybe I was like pipe dream of like YouTuber. I don't know, actor. I'd be in like a nice juicy fruit commercial. Mm -hmm. So I applied to like 300 jobs in New York and LA. And I heard back from two bombed the New York interview and then moved to LA for the interview, which was just at like a, a web magazine. Uh, and I got that job fired, got many other jobs. What was the reason for the yeah, Why do you keep getting yeah. fired? Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm a good employee. I want to start out. Although there's yeah. YouTube videos about how you're unemployable. That's mostly clickbait. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is, all of this yeah. is a legend, yeah. right? Yeah. All of this is a legend. It's just yeah. so that when I have my autobiography, I can be like, no one believed in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was boots, ground, yeah. gameplay. Yeah. No, I, uh, I had to be a YouTuber. I couldn't right. get a job I anywhere had to. else. Yeah. This is it. Uh, no, I, I got the job and then, and then uh, it was way more HTML than what I had been prepared for. Uh, and one of the jobs was just like publishing it online, how it looks in print. And so I had to like match the names to the people mm -hmm. in the image, like a little byline. And I wrote just one, one stupid little mistake. One, sure. one little sure. mm -hmm. fucky wucky, if you will. Allegedly. Okay. But James left and then it was a woman and mm. she was upset. Got it. And she called and she got me fired mm. and I did not see it coming. The day of the firing, they were like, hey, can you change all the passwords for everything and send it to us? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They were like, also skip lunch and come down to our office. I'm like, sure, I'm free, <laughs> do together. And then they canned me. Wow. So all the wow. while, are you still uploading? This is before. This is, I like, I, cause like, well, I guess it's like in between, cause I had done the Smash stuff. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I have to be an adult. Got it. Cause no I have more to pay. Smash. $1,500 of rent every month. Yeah. And I can't just pray that my top 10 video banks a million views. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's like, it's, it's random. It's a bit of luck. Uh, and so like, I'm still doing the smash stuff, but very on the side because my sustenance was important to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Is yeah. Binks gaming vocab or is that Binks? I think it's poker vocab. Poker. Yeah. Vocab. Okay. If you bank it on the river. It's just like you get it the last second. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're a big poker guy. I mean, allegedly. 
Allegedly, allegedly, I've won a game or two. He may or may not have won a game against Mr. Beast, which was yeah. With all due respect, he was telling me which moves to make. Right, he was coaching. He was such a poor poker player. Way better because I went to hang out with Mr. Beast and he robbed me of fifty k. He felt so bad for me. Yeah, yeah, that sucks because I you're supposed to hang out with him and get money. Right, I left and I was like, this this was not what I hung out with him and I got money. It was great. Not as advertised. Yeah, not as advertised at all. Right. Well, anyway. I banked it on the river. Yeah, you banked it on the river. I banked yeah. it on yeah. the river. Well, that's a, that's just a little too advanced. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> I would back up a little All bit. That's yeah. yeah. Where did streaming come in? Like, did it did it happen in between jobs or just? Yeah, I I, uh, I got fired from a bunch of jobs. I ended up working at Best Buy, mm. and uh, and I was only part time because they didn't have a full time spot, so I had extra time. And I had a friend who's doing a podcast live on Twitch. I was, his name's Slime. Right now we work together. We still live together. Uh, but I was like, if he can do it. So I sure. just booted up the stream and you know, I got like five viewers. Do you know Carlo Rossi? It's a brand of wine mm-hmm. that yeah. comes in mm-hmm. giant jugs. Yep. Um, I just got one of those and I would drink it and I got super drunk and I played <laughs> getting over it to like four people. Clip still exists of it. It's embarrassing. All right. This is my f- this is fucking 5 a.m., dude. I've been up since goddamn 10 a.m. But that was just like me stepping my toe in there. Did you have fun doing that? Oh, a blast. Yeah, it was it was great. Even though it was like a few people, I was proud enough of what I was doing and how much fun I was having that I would like tell my friends about it mm. and they would watch and they'd stop by. Interesting. And yeah. was that different from Smash videos? Like, would you tell your friends about those? It was different from smash videos a bit because it was me and then it was definitely different from the zany sidekick where i was kind of like nervous right you know, i was mm-hmm. like i made this drawing do you guys like it right but, right but now i was like i don't know i think it's a cool turtle and they're yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah interesting so i was like i was proud enough and i think that's something that people miss when they go live would they watch their self or themselves or would they be happy to show their their mm. parents or their pa- yeah. they think it's cringe and if that's something you think that's cringe then why would you expect someone else to watch it what did your parents think at that Time. It was cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he keeps losing jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom's always been super supportive, uh, although she didn't understand as much. So, you know, every time I'd hop on a call, the only number that she could really get was like, what's the subscriber count? Because that's kind of how I try to yeah, like yeah. translate it to be like, oh, this is maybe a job. And, uh, and so I just update her. And every time, whether it was like, oh, I'm at 10 or 100 or like 1,000, she'd be like, wow. So it was like, it was yeah. always fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, she was yeah, always yeah. happy enough that I was just like, oh, it's crazy. There are humans that exist who would do that. Um, I think like as long of, as you were taking care of yourself, she mm. was like, that's fine. He seems happy. Yeah. 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 What's interesting about streaming is that there is a math equation when it comes to subscribers and how much you need to make, right? Like different yeah. from YouTube when you're first starting on YouTube, not really a direct math equation to be like, if I get to this amount of views, there's like a general amount, but you don't know exactly where it's going to net out with like your CPM mm-hmm. with your, so can you talk a bit about maybe your thought process in that? And what is the business of streaming? Yeah. In terms of like going full time with it. Yeah. Like how many, how does it work? Like how much do you get paid for a subscriber? What can people watch without subscribing? Right. What is the just baseline? If someone doesn't know about it, what's the business of streaming? Yeah. The language is confusing because it conflicts with YouTube. But you know, if you subscribe to someone on Twitch, you're giving them money. It's like a, like a subscription to a magazine or something. It's free content, but people do it just out of like appreciation and liquid income. So, you know, if, if you start out, Generally, every sub you get $2.50 for. 
And is that $5 split with Twitch? Is that why? Is yeah. That- yeah. So $5 is what the, the viewer pays. And then Twitch takes two fifty of it. Uh, and there's there, there's other means of income like, you know, uh, bits, which is like direct donations through Twitch, mm-hmm. uh, or donations directly to your PayPal, um, or even like sponsors and stuff yeah. like that. So is the subscription monthly? Yeah. 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 Got it. It's every month. And, uh, and there's like three different versions of it. There's like the, uh, the regular one, which is just rotating and recurring every monthly, uh, like a, like a Netflix. Then there's like Twitch prime where they just get a free one as like a, from Amazon for having Amazon prime. Uh, but you still get paid the same. And they just like bake it in to yeah. the Amazon Prime subscription. Mm-hmm. The, the, right? the viewer doesn't have to pay. They get to just pass this five bucks over they just to the, get the creator. It. Yeah. And a hundred plus million people have Amazon Prime. So do you get to see market. as a streamer, like this is how much mm-hmm. comes from Prime? Yeah. Oh, It'll give you the breakdown. It's like, this is your raw tier ones, which mm-hmm. is just people, Netflix subscription, the Primes, and then the gifted, which is like some rich person, a whale jumping in, splashing money for you. So you can see the breakdown. And, and at my like end of uh, my Twitch contract, over half of them were primes. Wow. Was, it's That's huge, super significant. That's it, crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. most of the income. If they wow. got rid of prime, which, you know, maybe they will cause sure. it burns money. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it would, it would slash a lot of incomes, like maybe even in half uh, wow. for a lot of people. So how do you go from four viewers mm-hmm. to any growth? Like how does growth happen on Twitch? Do, do viewers just watch it and share it with other people? Like, is there trending? Like, how do you, it doesn't, doesn't, you don't grow on Twitch. You don't grow. That's not how it works. Okay. What you do is you grow on another platform Okay. and then you bring them to Twitch. Interesting. Because the way Twitch is categorized in every single category is by most viewed, Mm. which means that only the people with the most views are going to get any sort of traction in more viewers. So if you have like four viewers in like the Valorant section, you're, it hurts to scroll through and find you. Mm. So you can't grow on Twitch. And, and and I kind of figured that out early. So I was like, okay, I'll make a YouTube channel and I'll grow on YouTube. And then I'll just be like, hey guys, watch my Twitch. Uh, and that that was kind of like the start of it That's all. a strategy. And your YouTube channel were edited versions of what you're doing on Twitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just take what you stream and you can stream in a way where you know a YouTube video is coming out the end of it. Mm-hmm. So then your input changes, right? You're like, okay, I need to address the start of the stream, what's going to happen, lay out the stakes, mm. have an entire story that ends at the end of the stream, rather than just like booting up a video game and then like kind of aimlessly playing and being like, maybe this could be a video because I recorded for three hours. Was that kind of specific to you or did you feel like a lot of streamers were doing that where they were almost building their scripts in the same way that, you know, or b- not scripts, but like building no, a structure. It is, it yeah. is to an extent, the script, it's like a, it's like a layout, but definitely not. No, I don't think many streamers did. In fact, to this day, there are streamers like wildly successful streamers who don't even have YouTube channels that they keep mm-hmm. updated, mm-hmm. right? They're like a streamer through and through, and they just maybe hire a, a guy or a girl. And they're just like, make a video for me. With no thought past that. And, and mm-hmm. their YouTubes are like, you know, 10,000 views for someone who gets 20,000 people watching them live. What were some of the early examples of that where it started to take off on YouTube and you saw people coming over? I, I, did, uh, I did a couple early ones that had like mild success. Like I did a segment called like an Amazon stream. And the idea is like, I'm going to let you guys use my credit card to buy whatever you want on Amazon. And I'm just going to have to deal with the repercussions of that. Who picked a $5,000 toilet? It doesn't even have a bidet. And that, that was a lot of fun. And then it, it works well on YouTube. And so the people would be like, oh, I want to come for the next one. 
Got it. Yeah, that's that's just a essentially you're live streaming the production of the YouTube video yeah. with allowing for the, like, the interactivity. Mm-hmm. That's essentially yeah, that's similar to almost like crowd work in comedy, where like you don't know what's going to happen, and that's what makes it fun. But there's a general layout of yeah. like this is a good video. It's the best way to think about it is that when you are live, you are recording a YouTube video and you are letting viewers in Mm, on that recording experience. I love that. That's really Mm -hmm. good. So we could be live right now. We could be live right now. You know, we could, and they see us making the sausage, but it's like, they also transform what's happening. They're a part of making the sausage. Yeah. Yeah. They can ask questions right now as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's, it's much more fun, I think, than just talking to a camera straight up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause if you talk to a camera, you like do a take and you're like, I'm fucking stupid. I'm shit. And, and you redo it 500 <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, you don't yeah. have that option when you're live. You right. just have to mm. keep it going. It's improv. Which yeah. I think keeps you a little sharper. I totally agree with that. And I think what's interesting, as I was watching more and more of your content and all streamers content, they have a relationship with chat, mm. right? Chat is kind of the third party. It's like that you're playing off of chat. Yeah. Uh, meaning the people who are watching and in the, in the chat, you kind of reinforce uh, that in a playful way that it's not a parasocial relationship. Mm -hmm. What is the relationship between you and chat? I think there's like two avenues and a bunch of gray area in between where streamers go. And one is where you are like a God to chat. Like you are the man Mm -hmm. and you're sick at games and they just love you and they want to support you no matter what you do. And this is somebody like mango, the greatest smash player of all time. And then there's the other one where it's like, you are a villain, an antagonist of chat. Mm. And they kind of group together to like, you know, take you down a notch in a playful way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can get way too bad, like ice Poseidon. That'd be like the far corner of that. And then, but I always lean more towards that aspect, you know, not taking yourself too seriously. And then chat's role is like the the cop, you know, they're like the the guy, like they're supposed to be the good guy and against me. And I'm like kind of the villain. Mm. And, uh, And I think that role is way more fun than just being like this untouchable guy. Cause it's weird sometimes. Yeah. yeah, It's just weird. And I, and I noticed that early and there'd be a lot of streamers and their viewers are like, I love you so much. And then they, the, the stream would be like, I love you guys too. And I was like, it's just weird to me. Mm. And I wanted to separate myself from that. So I made a video about it called I'm not your friend a while ago. None of your content creators, your favorite ones, including me are your friends which now is more of a meme uh, in, in a relic. But, but anytime the P words brought up, my name's thrown into the ring because of, mm. of that. P word is parasocial. Parasocial. Got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's it's more interesting if you're the villain mm-hmm. and chats, you know, the the hero because there's tension to that. Yeah. There's there's like opposing forces happening. If it's all going one direction, like all positive. It gets boring. It's boring. Yeah. Right. There's also I some think so. authenticity to just being like, we will not be friends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I, and I think the weird thing is people appreciate that authenticity and then I think they get a little more attached sometimes. Really keeping it real with yeah. me. This is great. Yeah. That yeah. reinforces the parasocial relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like hard to get, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. it'd be nice to be friends, but he doesn't want to be friends. <laughs> he doesn't want to be friends. <laughs> yeah. But if we hung out, I bet we, Maybe we could be friends. <laughs> so when was the moment, you, you talk about a moment where you got a tattoo for a thousand mm. subs on Twitch, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So how much money is a thousand subs on Twitch and what was that experience like? Like, why was it so pivotal that you got a tattoo? Uh, you know what? It wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like it was at the time? I set a sub goal. I remember for a thousand subs, which is $2,500 a month and you know, 30 K a year, which isn't bad. You know, it's like, it's like getting $15 an hour. Sure. Uh, but getting a tattoo for that, I, on hindsight was a little nuts. Uh, cause I also did the tattoo live and I let chat pick what the tattoo was, which is like, 
this mm-hmm. is crazy yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was really hype on it. And I remember being excited because, you know, it's a, it's a large milestone, like a thousand subs. And I called uh, a friend of mine who, who's been a bit of a mentor, Bobby Scar, uh, who, who works at Twitch and, and uh, is a big smash commentator. And I was, I told my idea, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a thousand subs and get a tattoo. And he's like, is it like a celebration of making more money? And then I thought about it. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's dumb. And I kind of like, after that, I was like sub goals in like a, which is a huge thing on Twitch, like a, a goal to hit a certain amount of, of money made are kind of silly. You know, it's kind of like, I just made more money. Now I'll do this thing. It's better to just do the content without like paywalling it mm. because it's usually more exciting anyway. So now I would never do something like that. Not that I wouldn't get a tattoo on stream, but I would do it because the content's good, not because it's right. a celebration of making money. It also feels like it's building depth with the audience though, that if they have more control over what you're doing or, or feel like a part of it, right. uh, then they have a, they build a deeper community, right? Yeah. Like they're collectively getting together to impact what you're doing. But if it's fire content, you should do it anyway. You should just do it anyway. Yeah. And from a business perspective, it's not like it's a thousand people locked in for a year. Like no. that tattoo yeah. could have been representative of your peak when you hit a thousand right. yeah. and then you got a tattoo and you're like, and it's never been, and I, yeah, I, yeah, this yeah. guy hasn't been, show you. this is him. <laughs> yeah. So that it's, could have been just yeah. representative of the time you hit a thousand forever and you peaked. Yeah. And then I would just have my peaked tattoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. the Patagonia logo over it, <laughs> but that was it. What's like from a, a, a career perspective, a thousand subs, mm. you know, the nice thing about it is you're getting like recurring revenue. At yeah. least so we think, right? They, they could leave at any point, I yeah. guess, right? But it's locked in for that month. And, you know, is that like, are you, at what point are you getting sponsorships? How can you unlock other parts of the streaming career? Mm. And what makes up the pie? Like between also putting out clips on YouTube, is that significant source of income? Like where, where is the revenue specific to subscribers at that point? Subs and more so viewers, because it expands beyond subs. You know, like I, I, I did a... Uh, Things like text-to-speech where a viewer can donate and then their message is read out by a robot <laughs> uh, or media that sounds share. dangerous. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It does sound dangerous. Media share where they can just donate a video and the video will play oh boy. automatically. Okay. Those are like two huge- sounds like, more dangerous. Yeah. Cash injections, basically, for what is like really participative and interesting content because you're watching any video on the internet, but you're also getting paid to watch any video on the internet. So that was like, that was all the income. It was subs and then things like that. Got it. Uh, which would be like, you know, I, I could make something like a few hundred dollars in a day, which was like insane if I did a media share stream. Uh, and that was, that was it early on. There's no sponsors. Is, is that category considered just chatting on Twitch or cause you were also, you're still doing some gaming, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been pretty dog shit at games. Okay. I've always been like kind of the worst in the friend group. I got into Smash because I wanted to beat my friends when I came back from college. But uh, because of that, uh, I never really wanted to play it much on stream. And I also think it's kind of boring mm. with it, without like an objective, like yeah. just aimlessly like playing through Dark Souls. It seems like a little bit uh, underwhelming and I wanted like some stakes attached to it. Yeah. So I think I always strayed to, like towards just chatting or anything that I could apply stakes to at all. So when you went full time, what was the vision for the type of content you were going to make and you were going to put out? Early on, the biggest inspiration, I think the go to streaming uh, was Soda Poppin. Because Soda Poppin has done everything you can do live and he innovated not gaming. Just fucking around. It's just him and his friends 
They're doing whatever bullshit, dyeing his hair pink, going IRL streaming in Japan. You know, it, it wasn't about the gaming. It was about what he would do that day. Uh, and so I think that's where I, I looked and I was like, that's, that's what I want to be. Full on variety show yeah. style. And I'd heard you say somewhere that you always wanted to be a late night host. Mm. Did that kind of, did you already feel that way at that time when you were going full time that like, I want to similarly to a late night host have a show that has a variety of formats. I think that probably impacted it a bit. I, I remember I wanted to be a late night show in high school cause I hosted a few like productions and I, and I thought it was cool. And I liked, I liked the attention and the bravado. Uh, and then I hit college and a few years into my journalism degree. And I, I took journalism cause late night show had made sense to me. I was like, Oh fuck. I don't watch these. <laughs> They're yeah, boring right, as shit. Right. And so I was like, why am I trying to be a late night show host? And that's when I pivoted to like, you know, content creation, which is in its own right, a little bit of your own variety show. Mm -hmm. uh, you're just not syndicated on cable, which I think is fine. I think it's, it's, it's not, I don't think you're more successful if you have a cable syndicated TV show right. than if you have a wildly successful YouTube channel. I completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I think arguably you, it depends on how you define success, but you have more independence if you're doing it. Yeah. And you may have a much longer career. Right. But I don't have Jimmy Fallon's NFTs. So, you know, sure. wins and yeah. losses. Right. Sure. <laughs> Which is, yeah, what well, we all, we all want is this. And you, uh, when, when you do go full time there, like what is the next marker of success for you after a, a thousand subs? Is there a moment where you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. Now I'm, now this is real. There was no, milestone or like a uh, catalyst. Cause everything just slowly went up, mm. which is, uh, I guess, I think that's a bit like weird, you know, but, but it just kept ramping up and then COVID hit and I'll always say maybe tastelessly, but COVID made me because it blew up It like double tripled the site. Right. Uh, and in it, like it, for all the fucking terrible shit it did, there are creators whose entire livelihood is like real now because everyone is at home and wanted to watch something. Us included. We're, we're a part of that. Crowd. Yeah. 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 I think because of the fact that that happened to creators, we were able to cover creators and more people were sitting watching, caring about it. Yeah. And we also, I think the thing that it did was just make us focus. Yeah. You had right. no choice. You were like, it was just like, all you're going to do is focus on creating now. And there's, there's more audience for it. And advertising dollars yeah. shifted. Mm. Like, yeah. It all just opened up. What is it for you? For me, I uploaded so frequently because I had a daily upload streak. Mm. I had uploaded like 50 videos in a row and I was like, I'll see if I can get a hundred, see if I can get 200. And I did that for two years straight of uploading every day. Wow. Just because I didn't want to lose my streak. Do you guys have something like that? Making a show every Monday. Yeah. Is that yeah, it? Like we yeah. can't miss a Monday. Can't miss yeah. a Monday. Yeah, yeah. Can't miss a Monday. And then that deadline forces you, even if you're out of creative juice to yeah. put something out. Something's got to come out. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So wait, you were uploading every day on, Twitch on, on YouTube. YouTube, on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So you were taking one Twitch stream and then you could cut that into multiple clips that could then go onto YouTube. Yeah. Like I could maybe get even four videos out of one, one. six hour stream. And you're editing it yourself? No, 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 no. Pretty early on I found an editor. Uh, yeah. cause I was like, how do I have the time? And it blows my mind how many successful YouTubers still edit their own videos. Yeah. Cause they want creative control over it. Yeah. When technically I don't think they have any business being the person doing it. I think it depends. Cause I think your a lot of your content happens live. Like mm. your, your performance is happening live. Right. There's a lot of creators though, who need the edit is where the story comes together or like the comedy comes together yeah. or you know what I mean? It's yeah. not as, it's not, you're comfortable with how it played out over the course of right. an hour and a half. Sure. Exactly. Not many YouTube creators are comfortable with what it looks like 
Yeah. In that hour and a half. I've talked to like William Osman mm -hmm. who edits his own stuff. And I think he's transitioning away from that a bit, but his process is like degenerate. Cause he'll just like <laughs> record over the period of three weeks and it'll be like, you know, 20 hours of footage that's totally separate. So there's no organization. So it's not even that like he's the best one to do it. He's the only one that could do it because he's the only one that could parse through it all. God, that stresses yeah. me out. Yeah, yeah. that's stressful. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like, you know, if you create a, a like a systems to like have a better, yeah. uh, you know, project manager or whatever you sure. need, uh, you're just able to do more. Um, you're not bottlenecked by having to edit. So editor was the first hire. Did you bring on someone after that, like a producer to help you with your variety show segments, anything like that? No, no. The, uh, the team was an editor and then I wanted a second editor because daily uploads is hard if I just have one person doing that. Uh, and then I've never really had, uh, like a creative, um, mm. producer or anything. The, the next hire was my roommate slime. who's the guy who inspired me to start streaming, um, to just handle life. Cause as opposed to YouTubers who are like well put together, like basically Silicon Valley people to some extent, <laughs> uh, Twitch streamers are like, like a, like an underbelly. They're like barely able to survive as humans. Half of them Uber eats every single meal. They never pay like any of their bills. Taxes is something they just forget about. Yeah. Uh, and I was the same and I was like slipping. You Why know? is that? I think it's because you min max your life in such a way mm. where you want to put everything you've got into being like the best streamer you can possibly be in any minute. You're not live. You are not making money or you're not growing as a streamer. And so there's no cap to how many hours you can be live and people will push themselves to go 150, 200, 250, 300 hours in uh, a month, which is absurd. You know, it's like double a work week, mm. just streaming, not to mention all the other shit you have to do, keeping up with your sponsors, sure. posting on other sites, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And so then it's like, okay, when are you doing your laundry, man? You know, yeah. it, it, the answer is they're not. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and so I, when I got slime on, I hadn't paid my taxes for one year because uh, I couldn't find my adjusted gross income number. Uh. And I was just like, ah. And every day when I was like, <laughs> I'll find it, I was like, I'll just go live. I'll, I'll just, just go make live. more money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just make more money. I'll just go live. Uh, and in my life didn't get put together till he came in the picture. Mm. Did he have experience with that? Or is it just no. that he was there? <laughs> he came into my room wearing nothing but underwear when I was <laughs> with my girlfriend. <laughs> and he said, I want to show you something. And he made a PowerPoint presentation and it was like, at least it was a PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, what I want yeah. to stay home and work, what you need to have a better life. <laughs> and then wow. he just learned it all. Two uh, slides. That's yeah. great. It's a good it was, pitch. It was a nice pitch. You know, those Simple. like those Forbes articles, like the pitch deck that got yeah. this Silicon Valley company, $26 million. Yeah. You should publish that. We're getting pitch in deck contact that. with Forbes. Okay, you cool. know, yeah. It's part of his process to get verified on Twitter. You need <laughs> right, the, yeah, right. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's cool. So that's really interesting. Speaking of uncapped amounts of hours that you yeah. could work. This is a segue. Uh -huh. uh, and it's going into the subathon. Right. <laughs> yeah. The subathon. Can you explain the subathon for anyone who is not familiar with it? Yeah. So at this point I had already made it as a successful streamer. The stream grew from like a thousand to 10,000 viewers and then to 20,000 viewers. Uh, and I took my first ever vacation and I was going to go skiing mm -hmm. in Maine. Uh, and I promise this ties in. Uh, and I got there in the first night I woke up just writhing in pain. I couldn't move anytime I moved, it hurt. And I found out that my appendix burst. Uh, and so I went to the hospital 
20 minute surgery, godlike people in Maine. Uh, and I, I like had to take two weeks off just to recover. And it was the longest gap I've ever had. And I think as a streamer, there's like this constant pressure in the back of your head. You're like, you gotta go live. You gotta go live. And if you miss a day, you feel bad. So like I missed a month and I was like, oh, cause you come back and your income is like a number and everything's gamified. So it's like, oh, my number that used to be 30,000 is, is like 15. Mm. So I'm making half as much money. Grand scheme of things, I'm still making like $50,000 in a month. Holy shit. Right. But in my mind, I was like, it's less. And I like when the number's bigger. Mm -hmm. So I tapped into uh, an idea that's been done many times. I'm not the first, but it's a subathon where every time somebody subs, the stream's length increases. And it's very visual. The moment you put your five bucks in, a number on the screen increases in time. The timer ticks up. And I was like, I'll do this because I promised I'd do a 24 hour stream anyway. And this is just like a 24 hour stream, but I'll just get more subs through it. And that, that's how it started. That's what I thought would happen. But it, it became way worse than that. Because you decided to make it uncapped. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm obsessed with stakes. And anytime people like can expect the outcome of something, it's immediately more boring. Yeah. So if it's like, okay, it's a subathon, but it can max go 24 hours. And it's like, oh, it's just a 24 hour Like stream. the story's over. Yeah. yeah Why yeah, do yeah. I need to tune in? Because it's already over. The exciting thing is how long could this last? And in my mind, I made every sub 30 seconds, which is like incredibly short. This should go like 48 hours. And then I went to bed and I woke up and the timer like tripled while I was sleeping. And I was like, that's weird because I was sleeping. I don't know how this many people subbed. Uh, and that, that was the start of it. You're sleeping on camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I slept on camera every night. Which is weirdly reminiscent of Twitch's beginnings. Yeah, like Justin, Justin TV, TV mm -hmm. he would film his whole life. Right. Uh, yeah, it is It is similar. Uh, and I think it's like, it weirds a lot of people out, like sleeping on stream, every moment being live on sure. stream. And it, and, it, and it, for whatever reason, greatest sleep I've ever had in my life was during the subathon. Huh. I slept eight hours so, a night, every night, like, like a baby. I was out like a is, light. Is that because you have a level of anxiety when you're not live? Speaking to that kind of like, you want to be like, you you're knew, working, you're going mm -hmm. to bed and you're like, well, I'm working. No, cause like it, I'm being productive. It was awesome because it, it, everyone's like, how did you stream so long? It didn't feel like work. It felt like I was sleeping over a friend's house. Mm. Even though this is my house, it was like, you know, it was just a different room as my stream room. It felt like I, I was at a friend's house in, in the way I describe it. Uh, as I grew up at East coast and sometimes there'd be like a snowstorm and there'd be a huge power outage and you'd have to go to a friend's house that has a generator mm -hmm. to just to like shower and like have yeah. heat. And, uh, and you'd be there for like a week sometimes. And like that period of time, it's like, you know, it's going to end, but in the moment you're like playing games every day and you're just hanging out with friends and, uh, and you just want to like live it as much as you can before it's over forever. Sounds like you have a parasocial relationship <laughs> yeah. with chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so I can sleep so well uh, when they were there. Yeah, when yeah. They're there. <laughs> they were watching over me, my guardian angels. Uh, yeah, it was just fun. It was really fun. And every day I was excited to wake up and just like be live and hang out. Uh, and it had its drawbacks, but yeah. yeah. Was there a moment where you're like, this needs to stop. This is not ending. When I missed the anniversary of my girlfriend and I's yeah. like two year, yeah. I was yep. like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The part of the subathon that gives me anxiety is the fact that you have a girlfriend. Yes. Because I think about it in my world mm. and I'm, I'm married. If I did something like that, my wife on day two would just pull the plug and be like, what's, 
What are we doing? Granted, yeah. she's a streamer yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah there's a yeah. lot more leeway, and and I and I have to give all the credit to the subathon to her for like being as understanding and like patient, because uh, anyone else. I think I get to day three and they're like, I am leaving. (laughs) And I can't be like, why? (laughs) It's only been 72 hours of not hanging out with you. Right. Uh, So yeah, that was, that was the hardest part of it. What were the logistics of the subathon? Like, cause you were bringing the camera into multiple places. Like it was, there was a lot of it that almost felt Justin TV. Like where you're not just sitting in one spot, but we're watching you cook, we're watching you work out, we're watching you like do your life. Like you didn't, what, what I liked about it was you didn't just, say, I'm going to stay in this room. Like I'm going to still live my life. You guys are just going to come with me. Yeah. I realized pretty quickly that 24 hours is a lot and you have to right. like do stuff in a mm-hmm. day. And I can't like make content the way I would before. I can't like set up a YouTube videos worth a mm-hmm. uh, day worth of content um, with like segments. It makes no sense if I'm live for 16 hours and sleeping for eight. So it's like, I just have to live my life normally, but there's a camera that follows me. So I just threw the stream on my phone and I'd go upstairs and make breakfast, you know, and, and hang out with my roommates, which is what I would do normally. And then I'd work out in, in our, like our janky home gym with my roommate and, and just live life um, while spending more time than I normally would in my stream room to like sleep right. there and stuff. And are you aware of this like third party in the room? Like you're working out and you're like, I got to make sure to turn to them and say something or like, oh yeah, they're yeah. attention whores. Got it. You can't <laughs> yeah. not focus on them. right like if i'm just simply you know cooking an egg they have to like be there and in it and watching it and it's it's like a baby you have to like make sure they're with you every step <laughs> of the way you're like oh shit where'd i put chat and you have to like go grab them right because if i just leave them then then there's nothing and it's just static you know at what point in that subathon did you start to realize that you could pass ninja and make like twitch history essentially yeah it was Early on, I decided to change the uh, the numbers because it was every sub is 30 seconds. And I was like, okay, this is going to actually go forever if I do this. Let me set it up so that the amount of seconds and the amount of subs I would get would beat the record if this went a month. And the reason a month is important because uh, day 32, the subs expire and you'll lose uh, okay. all the subs from the first day. And then you'd have to like start over again. So what you need to do is, is beat the record in a month. And if you don't, you fail. So I was like, let me set it up that way. And that was kind of a pipe dream, but I still thought it would fizzle out. And then once I hit like the two week mark, um, cutie, my girlfriend knew the whole time. Like it was like day two. She's like, it's going on a month. And I was like, no, it's not. And then like day five happened. She's like, it's going a month. I'm like, you're crazy. Mm. And then like day 20 happened. And she's like, it's going a month. I'm like, yeah, okay. You got me. You got me there. It's crazy. There's so many levels of gamification happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like yeah. I'm sure within the stream at times you're playing different types of games. Yeah. They have the opportunity to extend the stream. And there's that added layer of like the ultimate game. Maybe I could become the most sub to streamer of all time. Like there's so many things from a retention standpoint to keep your eye on and engage with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the greatest power Twitch has is creating like a collective that can all experience something together whether it's like a world record speed run that you were there for live or the end of League of Legends finals or the end of the subathon. It's like getting to be there and experience that moment and say like, oh, I was there for that uh, is like a cool feeling uh, and people like being a part of it. Was there like a moment where you thought just the amount of money was crazy? Like, were you looking at it and being like, this is crazy? Yeah, Because each sub represents money. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Every sub's a few dollars and it, and the numbers change when you're like a larger streamer. Um, and then there's also like, like bits and then like yeah. even ad revenue. Like I didn't, um, run that many ads ever, but like there's pre-rolls when someone yeah. clicks on your stream, they see an ad. Uh, and, and I was very public about all of it cause I felt very guilty about already being well off and then doing the subathon. And now I'm making like, you know, a million dollars in a month. So there's like, I made like four videos on YouTube about like how much money I was making in week one, week two, week three. And at the end, um, and, and something I really wanted to do was pay like the moderators of my chat mm. who would like entertain the viewers at night when I was sleeping. Right. Um, so, you know, at the end it worked out to like $1.4 million total. And in the last day we gave all the money we made to charity. So it was like a few hundred thousand. Uh, and then I gave the moderators a few hundred thousand total to wow. split. Wow. It was like 253,000. Yeah. They all got like 10 yeah. K. That's crazy. It was sick. Yeah. Uh, and then I walked away with a few hundred thousand as well. Yeah. And then good old John IRS will walk away with a few hundred thousand. Yeah, Johnny so. IRS. Yeah. Split, yeah. But that's split slime's quarters. problem. Yeah. Slime's problem. That's, yeah. And you that's can, it. Yeah. Now you get it. Yeah. At the end of it, I'm like, slime, GLHF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did my thing. You do yours now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, it was split like, yeah. like 25%. Everyone got a 300 K or something like that. Um, but it's a lot of money. I think one of the coolest clips is the clip of the end of the subathon. Mm. Like for me personally, I um, just being someone who, you know, uh, has just been in love with this career of, of being on the internet and, and paving your own path, watching you get emotional was uh, a very powerful moment. And I think is a very powerful moment mm -hmm. in the history of, you know, streaming and, and the internet. It's been a taxing month, weird, grueling at times. Yeah. What was that moment like for you as, as the stream came to an end? That was the happiest I'd ever been uh, just in my life. I, I cried for like 30 minutes after. Not that it was like over. I'm just like, I was just so happy that it happened. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it was awesome. Uh, I was really happy with the end of the subathon. And to be honest, I think the content through the subathon was pretty mid. It was pretty mm -hmm. shit because it's just a man yeah. living his life. You know, if you do that without the context of a subathon, just waking up, making eggs and working out. Right. It's kind of boring. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But that end moment, I, I'm really proud of because um, I think I expressed everything I wanted to uh, succinctly yeah. and, and, and well-timed. Did it change the way you looked at how you live your life, how you operate your business? Like, were there any learnings coming out of that that sort of shifted what you were going to do? No. No. I went back and here's what happened. The subathon ended and I got 283,000 subs. I was the most sub streamer bunch of media attention around it. I had the highest viewers I've ever had 200,000 people watching live at one moment. And my average viewership was, uh, was, was the biggest ever been. And I was the most watched streamer for a month in terms of, uh, watch hours. And, uh, and then I was like, I'm going to come out of this. I'm gonna be like one of the big guys, you know? Cause like I was averaging 20 K before, which is good, but I was like, I'm going to be like XQC now, you know, I'm going to have like 50 K people. And then I went back and the first stream was like 40 K. I'm like, fuck yeah. The second stream was like 30 K and I'm like, okay, <laughs> We can okay. come up from there. We'll come up though. We'll yeah. move some better. And it was like 20K. And it was like 15K. And I was like, but that's lower before. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And I realized that live streaming is fucking hard. It is really genuinely hard to get people to show up to watch something live for long periods of time. Yeah. And, and it felt terrible. And the biggest lesson I learned was to 
spread out my eggs, to spread out what I, what I put value uh, of myself in and not just have it be connected to like the viewer number. Mm-hmm. And that's right after the subathon, um, like a month after I was like, I have to start making other companies and doing other things and other projects. Cause if all of my values as a human is in my viewer number, it's way too, uh, it, it, it fluctuates too much. I'm going to be sad. Um, it makes sense. And that's what I did immediately after. That's what I learned. And you, yeah, that's a really good lesson. Mm. I think for, for all creators yeah. and, and you know, like you have a certain amount of control over that viewer number. Yeah, um, absolutely. But there's so many other factors that go into that too. And also you are, as a human are going to evolve. Yeah. And your audience is going to evolve. And so that viewer chip number should fluctuate actually. Mm-hmm. Right. As you evolve, as the audience evolves. So that, that's a good lesson, I think as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I think about you and your career and what you've done, I naturally gravitate to sort of like the special projects you've done, like the kickball tournament or mogul money, which is essentially like jeopardy. You even have had your own, like, you know, use the J word, but continue. (laughs) Sorry. How dare you? Apologies. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. 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 Yeah. You made a Christmas album, which I listened to this morning, which (laughs) one of the songs has over a million streams. Yeah. Like you've done these specialty projects and that's what I, that's what I think of immediately when I think of you. Cause I'm not someone who like sits and watches the streams. Right. And that's what stands out for me. That's like unique of like, oh, these things are like well-branded individual types of shows or events. Yeah. I think that's something that I realized after the subathon and, and more so at the end of last year, it's like the events are the most important thing you do. Cause at the end of the year, everyone's like, oh, what was the best thing that happened this year? And they think of a big event. No one's going to think of like, oh, it was XQC's GTA stream number 74. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you robbed that bank, right. that was Pog Champ. Right. Uh, and, and I have to give credit and marvel at his like consistency and, and success, but it was Ebuy who at the end of the year, everyone was talking about because he ran huge events. It was like the, the balloon world cup uh, mm-hmm. where he, we, he brought people from every country and had PK, the soccer player commentating. He met Messi mm-hmm. and, uh, and then he like created an illegal legends team and had a show match. Like that's the guy mm-hmm. who everyone pointed to like his huge events. And that's the guy that I was like, I want to be like that. I want to do these big events. Totally. That's what matters. Not the day to day. Yeah, because even you go back to the subathon, it's like the story of the subathon and like the legend of that is going to live on, mm-hmm. right? Like that was an amazing feat as a project. Yes. <clears throat> Maybe not day 17 of the subathon. Oh, right? day 17 was bad. Right. It yeah. was boring. I was playing Mario. Notoriously a bad day. Cringe but, day. <laughs> yeah. But as a whole, the subathon as a project is yeah. what's going to to live on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly right. And and so that's that's my goal now. You still have to do the day to day. You like, you have to, you you know, you have to be live a certain amount of hours and and you got to like keep your audience interested, but working on those projects, I think is, is way more exciting. Do you remember your first brand deal? Like your first advertising deal? First advertising deal. It was not for money. My first ever ad deal was with hotels.com. Okay. And they reached out to me. I had maybe a hundred viewers at the time. And they knew I was going to this big tournament called Evo. It was a big fighting game tournament. And they're like, we want to film your journey there for a hotels.com commercial. And I'm like, hell yeah, what do I get? And they're like, a free hotel room. 
And I'm like, you sons of bitches, I'm in. <laughs> and I got this suite in, in Mandalay Bay and I was flexing. I was uh, like, fellas, come up. Wow. <laughs> they gave me a fruit bowl and I spent the weekend filming a commercial. Fruit uh, bowl. Yeah. I'm in, by the way. I'm like, wow. I'm, I would do that now. Commercial's probably. great, yeah, yeah. by the way. They, sure. It turned out amazing. It was made by Vox Media. They, oh, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Same company, by the way, who I applied for the job in New York and rejected me. Same exact division. Wow. And I was it like, all comes around. Welcome back. It all yeah. comes around. Uh, and that was my first ever brand deal. And, uh, and I couldn't have been happier about it. Uh, right. For, for yeah. a nice hotel room. <laughs> I wow. do love uh, the story of the NordVPN deal. Oh way. yeah. That's a classic story. Yeah. I, I love the Nord. What, what happened there? Nord, uh, Nord had spot this one, this one. Okay. This one's <laughs> tough. Cause this not only has the story happened, but the story got back to them and they didn't love the story either, but great people at, at Nord. Uh, <laughs> but allegedly, allegedly, yeah, I of had a certain amount of, of quotas to fulfill for the contract. I had to like every week do this shout out, yada, yada, yada. But there's a problem. I'm a streamer and like many other streamers, we're all dumb. And so a couple of weeks had passed, a few weeks even, and I was like, oh, I haven't done this. And they're like, hey, they didn't like watch every stream, but they're like, where's the downloads at? And I'm like, fellas, don't even worry about it. I'm on it. So I just go live one day and I'm like, boys, I fucked up a little bit. Here's the real <laughs> thing that's going on. This is a VPN company. It gets around region law content. You know what a VPN does. You've heard the ad read. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. It'd make me look good. I kind of fucked up the past few weeks. It's up to you. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I guess the viewers really clung to that message. And then the next week they hit me up and they're like, great job. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, it's, I'm passionate about VPNs. <laughs> yeah. Playing that the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was that. Was that. Um, and in that... That's that's the level of read I'm doing now. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's a level of authenticity to that though. That's like really yeah. Look, yeah. Work really with me. Beautiful. I'm gonna forget about you. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll love that. They love that. Yeah. Yeah. But then my chat will rally around the concept that I need to. You know, I kind of forgot to do my homework, and they'll all help me do my homework. Look, yeah. Slime, yeah. slime will take care of it. They'll yeah. take care of it. <laughs> I, I think brand deals are something that I always feel should add to the content in some agree. fashion. Hundred percent agree. And uh, and so like, you know, I having an open and honest conversation with a chat is good. Like I, yeah. I've worked with Coinbase for a while. They sponsored all my mogul monies. They're great partners. Crypto is very problematic in the gaming space. Totally. People hate NFTs. And I think that's bleeding into just hating crypto as a whole. Um, whether that's justified or not, that's not my problem. What I care about is how my chat feels about it. So like, I'll just sit down and, uh, and I upload a video. I'm like, what do you guys think? Like there's mm. a lot of weird things happening in that's NFT cool. space. Here's what's going on. I think it's, this is cringe, but I also think what I'm doing is fine. Am I drawing the line of what's okay right under myself? And, and that's just like the question I posed and they'll just be pretty honest. Like, like, yeah, I think maybe you are, or no, I think the content's always been good. And I don't care if there's a little one minute ad read for Coinbase. So it really benefits you that you have that parasocial relationship. Yeah. Like it benefits yeah. me that I farm that every yeah. single day. <laughs> so now post subathon, there was also a moment where, your Twitch contract ends. Yeah, the subathon had kind of wrapped up and, and the contract was ending and I started to talk to Twitch. And I, I felt like I was like, what's up, bitches? Yeah, yeah, I'm hey, Mr. Mr. Most Sub Man of all time. Yeah. What's Thon. going on? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Thon. And, uh, <laughs> and we chatted and uh, I was actually in Italy for my first vacation without having an appendix blown. Yeah. 
And uh, that's and also, always a special one. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> it's one, my right? Favorite. Yeah, because yeah. when you go in the appendix first, it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was and I was doing it there, uh, mm. all the all the negotiations. Um, and I did it through through Loaded, which is like the people who did Ninja's deal okay. and and Shroud's deal and all the big ones that that have all the media attention. And they're like, oh, let's talk to YouTube. I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. They're like, why? They're like, well, we can like leverage it and maybe get like a better deal. I'm like, oh, that's fine. They're like, let's talk to Facebook. I'm like, eat shit, that's crazy. <laughs> like, we'll leverage it. I'm like, all right, fine, fine, fine. So yeah, like we, ch- we chatted with all major people. Uh, and, and the whole time um, they were like, well, what do you want to go with? And I was like, Twitch. I'm 100% Twitch. I'm bleeding purple. I like the culture. Change is scary. Uh, and then I started to get like the, the offers back. Um, and it didn't feel like Twitch wanted me as much as I thought maybe they should, maybe self-righteously. Mm. I thought like they, sh- they should want me. I'm the most subbed guy. Yeah. And I started to rethink if I wanted to be on Twitch. So during the negotiations, what was important to you? Like hours streamed, uh, I saw in the video you talked about how like they just like they fought, YouTube fought for you. Like what was important when you were in those negotiations to you and your career? Yeah, there's two things, three things. One was hours streamed because I like the big projects, but it requires you to not be live a lot to set up something like even a kickball tournament with like 30 people. You have to go to the kickball place. You have to make mm-hmm. sure everyone's down mm-hmm. to go. You have to get limos for everyone to get there or taxis or whatever it is. Um, and you can't do that if you're live playing, getting over it. So I was like, okay, I don't want to stream that many hours. One, two, I want enough capital to do these projects because they cost a lot. I want to run the biggest smash tournament of all time in, in terms of player entries and, and prize pool. That'll cost a few million dollars. Uh, and, and that's not going to get a return probably on the first event. Uh, and so it's like, okay, I need that. And then three... And this was a weird one, but I wanted to not be reliant on viewers for money. Uh, And that's, that's a, it's a weird thing on Twitch. And you know, at the end of the day, YouTubers are also reliant on viewers because you get paid by ad revenue, but it's different than them directly giving you their money. Totally agree. Uh, And it doesn't matter a streamer of any size they still have like a sub goal, you know, yeah. uh, they still have like a, like donations enabled. And it's like, it's weird if you're donating to someone who's making $5 million in a year and, and that's like, it's something you can do. So I was like, I want to, I want to limit that as much as possible. Um, and so for Twitch, the way I try to actualize that, I was like, I want to cap gifted subs, reduce the amount mm. of subs I could get. Uh, Interesting. Cause I don't want someone to spend like 500 bucks of their own money. It's like a shit ton of money. Yeah, totally. Which on hindsight makes sense. They said no shot because they're just going to make less money themselves. Yeah. So it's like, why would they make a product that makes them lose money? Mm-hmm. It's like telling YouTube, like, I'm only going to let you advertise on my channel until you make upwards of $50,000. Yeah. And then you got to stop. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, well, no, you're going to be a huge part of us making a million dollars. Like, and they're like, we're trying to be a profitable company. So, so that was out the window. And then- for the hours streamed, that's Twitch's whole model. They want yeah. you to stream as many hours as possible with as many viewers as possible because then the people on the platform longer, they're watching ads more, they're subbing more. So it's not like, there's not like a realm where they're like, yeah, we'll give you more money and you stream less. That doesn't add up to them. 
because they want it to be like a profitable deal, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I remember thinking when I got like the offer from them, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just do another subathon, and that's how I'll make the money to do this smash tournament. And I started to think about it. I was like, it's kind of crazy to give up a month of my life just to do an event that I want to do. Right. You know, um, and YouTube was giving me some of the tools to do that. But even after all that, I was still leaning Twitch. Yeah. Um, but they're both great contracts and they'd be great futures for me either way. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll flip a coin. Cause I've talked to everybody. I mean, I scraped the bottom of the barrel of who I called. I was calling like my aunt and she was like, (laughs) what's Twitch? And I'm like, okay, fair enough. (laughs) So I'm like, I'll flip a coin heads. I go to Twitch tails. I go to YouTube and I flip it and I recorded this offline and it it landed on, on whatever it was. And it, it landed on Twitch. I was like, all right, I'm going Twitch. And I had to choose that night. It's like 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. And uh, I'm like, all right. I let Loaded know. And like, I'm like, but can you set up a call with YouTube? Because I love the guys I talk to. I want to let them down personally and, and tell them why. So we hop on a call and they're bombed because they like had champagne in the back. There's like oh, little yeah. bombers. They're like, oh, man. They put a blanket over it. I'm like, oh. um, they're like, why? And I'm like, well, even though it's better, it's scary to change. It's really scary. And, uh, and I told them, I was like, I flipped a coin and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I couldn't <laughs> pick. I flipped a coin. You guys lost, you know? And that's when they were like, they stopped and they like looked at each other. They gave a coy look and they're like, okay, what if, what if we could give you more tools to make the big events you want? You know? And they just, they just gave me like a couple concessions. Really. They just kind of fought a little bit. It wasn't more money. It was, it really came down to like having more time to do more events and stuff. And I was like, I was like, damn, but I didn't make a decision. I was just like, Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll take another day. And they're like, okay. So I go to Twitch the next day and I'm like, same thing. I tell them about like the coin flow. I tell them about everything. And I'm like, what do you guys think? And they're like, good luck. I was like, all right. You know, and it's, and it's a business decision at the end of the day, they have like a department, they have people they have to go through. But I was like, all right, good luck. This is the future that I'm going down. Um, They work through creators like numbers in an Excel sheet and YouTube worked with creators as if I was a human that had wants and and needs. Uh, And so I went with YouTube at the end and that was, that was a couple months ago now. Wow. What was your biggest concern about going to YouTube because you had been such a Twitch creator and a Twitch streamer. Yeah. And YouTube obviously has been in the process of like building the gaming culture, but Twitch is clearly like where that started originated and where it was strongest. I'm with YouTube, but I won't be shy. There's a list of problems, right? And, and, and there were fears before and now they're problems I have to deal with currently, but it was, it was things like they don't even have the ability to host or raid from a live stream. They don't have the ability to like gift subs, which I don't really care about. Honestly, that's kind of good for me, but, but it's something they don't have for like other creators. And there's a whole list of things that they don't have that Twitch does quality of life things. Even how chat moves is a problem on YouTube. Quality of life or quality of stream? Both. They're the same to me. Same to me. Yeah. Okay. Like if, cause if stream is worse then the chat is having a a less good time and I'm having a less good time streaming. And is that cause like culturally on Twitch, those things emerged? And then like the functionality kind of helped those things happen. And then YouTube just doesn't have that user functionality. Yeah. Twitch has a godlike culture that these days can only be found in like TikTok. Mm -hmm. There's no real culture on YouTube. 
It's too big. There's no culture on like Instagram. It's mostly models. Right. Uh, and Twitter is dog shit. So it's like, <laughs> it's like Twitch has this amazing culture where if you're in it for like, even like a week, you start typing differently and you talk yeah. differently and, mm. and, and the community you're in is like its own little like bubble. Yeah. Uh, and it's awesome. And that doesn't exist on YouTube when someone's just like clicking on a live stream and they just never seen one before. Yeah. Uh, and so that was all scary. And if you spend a hundred hours a month streaming and like talking to the same, like large cluster of people, you want it to be fun. Cause if it's not fun, then what's the point of, of live streaming in the first course, place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those were a lot of my reservations, um, early on. And also there's, I was scared I'd be alone. Uh, cause everybody's on yeah. Twitch. There's a handful of creators you can name on YouTube, but all those people are there because they got a deal from YouTube. There aren't people for the most part who are there just cause they want to be there. It doesn't happen as often. Uh, and, and I was scared if I left that the people from Twitch wouldn't stream with me as often. They wouldn't reach out to me. They wouldn't scroll through their following list and see me. Mm. And, uh, and I would lose a lot of those connections that honestly helped my career a lot. So how has it played out? Way better than I thought. Um, objectively, the numbers are all better. Yeah. And I, I've gotten nonstop comments from people who are like, I never watched you on Twitch. Cause my whole MO before was making a YouTube video and then bringing them over to Twitch. There's way less friction bringing right. someone from a YouTube video to a YouTube live stream. Right. So I, I've tapped into like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who would never have watched me because they never would have left the YouTube site. I mean, also YouTube is so dynamic that I watched one of your videos mm. and Colin and I were both watching your videos leading up to this interview and our feed is flooded with your clips because mm. you also- Susan, you dog. A, yeah, she got us. <laughs> but as a streamer, you're taking one big piece of content. You're able to clip out so much that mm-hmm. you have this foundation that if I do like one thing you've done, I'm already in that environment mm-hmm. where I can see everything you've done. Yeah. And I can then watch the stream and then watch the clips from that stream. Like I, it just, I can, it's a bigger playground for the creator and the algorithm's so good at understanding what I like. It's crazy. That if I like you, I'm going to get a lot of you. Yeah. And that's positive for you. Yeah, so I, there's like five different YouTube uh, channels now that I'm uploading on, and yeah. and they're all like functioning on like the highest cylinders and, and and cruising along. Right. The other thing was like the culture, like how is it? is it fun? And there are definitely problems. Like I can't simply react as I would on Twitch. A lot of the times, I get taken down on YouTube because the content ID system is so good. Yeah, mm. oh, wow. So if I listen to like, uh, like I watched the old OK Go music video where they're on the treadmills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic, great music mm-hmm. video. We're like, hey, let's watch yeah, some yeah. classic YouTube yeah. videos. My stream got taken down, mm. and it said he is watching something he is not supposed to. And I can end it, and I can go back live. I don't get a strike for this, sure. but it does kill the entire stream because everyone's like, all right, I'm going home now. It's also really limiting to what you can, mm-hmm. what you can watch or react to. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to people on Twitch who are like literally watch, uh, watching MasterChef or right. literally right. watching Death Note. Like right. they're, they're actually out there watching syndicated TV shows and I'm, I'm, I'm unable to watch even like YouTube videos. I mean, don't even try and react to this video. We'll come for you. Yeah, we will take you down. Okay, all right. Fair <laughs> enough, gentlemen. Right. Uh, uh, so that was like, that's a learning curve for me. Um, but the biggest thing that I'm, I'm so glad I did was I, I made an extension because um, I, I, I hired a full-time software developer. Cool. And the moment I knew I had the YouTube contract, I had like a month of, of lead time. I was like, I want you to make an extension 
that basically makes YouTube match the culture that we had on Twitch. And this is things like the emotes that are in chat. This is things like even keeping your sub badge. That was like a, like a big goal of mine. Uh, and we ran into a lot of hurdles with things like this, but, but it worked. And we have a lot of cool features that no other YouTube stream would have. Uh, and it feels way more like a Twitch stream. And, and I'm only trying to add to mm. that. Has YouTube reached out to you about that extension? Yeah, yeah. They did reach out and, and they're, they reached out in a interesting way. They're like, what, what are you working on? Because like, we kind of want to work on that too. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm kind of doing YouTube's job on a dirtier, messier, quicker level because they should be adding these features. Right. But it's YouTube. They're a bloated company. It'll take like six months after someone pitches the idea sure. to even begin developing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm able to do it way quicker, way dirtier just for my community. And if it fucks up, it's also fine. Like if YouTube yeah. added a feature and it didn't work, mm. that's a big deal. If I had a feature and it doesn't work, it's like, oh, LOL, scamming us again. And I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, and so that that's what YouTube reached out for. Twitch also reached out, which wasn't as fun. Cause they didn't mm. reach out. Cause they're like, hell yeah, dude. Right, right. Oh yeah. Cause at first you could log into Twitch and use their API mm. to like pull like the sub data. And they're like, no shot that flies, which I'm like fair. Uh, so we had yeah, to go to like the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. We had that to scrape our own data. Right. Um, which is funny cause that's how it used to work back in the day. You could yeah, yeah. YouTube and Twitch had a relationship. You could log in, but then they became competitors. Um, so that's, that's been the biggest help. That's made it a smoother transition. Do you feel like there's a end in sight or anything when you look at your life? Are you like, okay, at that point, I want to stop streaming and focus on being, you know, an entrepreneur running this company. I always want to make cool shit. And I think there's a point where you've done a thousand streams and maybe it's not as cool to like go live and there's not an idea that gets you that excited. And so I'll have to find something new. But it, at the end of the day, we'll always be making cool shit. It'll never be just like a business guy and making a company and then and then having an acquisition and, and cashing out and going to Cabo. So it's always yeah. going to be making cool shit. Well, dude, excited about everything that you're doing. Um, and this was awesome. Thanks All right. Appreciate by. it, guys. Yeah, yeah it was right, a blast. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I'm sweating. I'm sweating bullets. Hell yeah. Did we keep the heat on again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we'll do that to our guests. Oh, yeah. Love, love that for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah.